0: Welcome to the first podcast. It's quite a special day today that I'm doing a first podcast with my first guest, Emily from Luna Circle. Welcome, Emily. Hello. 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 Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So I'm just going to introduce Emily a little bit, and then I'm going to pass over to Emily to tell us all about herself. So Emily has over 17 years experience teaching and facilitating training in movement, meditation, and personal development. She's led workshops internationally, produced sold-out entertainment events for top London venues, and collaborated with amazing brands such as Lululemon, Neon Organics, and Move Your Frame. Amazing, Emily. Um, With her company, Lunar Circle, she delivers sessions on meditation and manifestation, as well as providing intuitive soul readings. Lunar Circle runs Mm. regular wellness events across the UK, and I'm going to let Emily talk about that a little bit at the end of the session as well, about one of her upcoming events. So I first met Emily in person, it was a couple of months ago, I think, wasn't it now? Was it March? Yeah, I think so, maybe
1: March. Yeah, yeah, I think it
0: was March. Yeah, so we met at one of the Little Wedding Hub events where we were both giving sessions. Um, by the way, the Little Wedding Hub is an amazing community. If you're in the wedding industry, mm. I strongly recommend you go and check them out because if you don't know them already, they are absolutely amazing. fantastic support and community and it's definitely well worth checking out Um, I'll put the link to them in the show notes as well um, so you can find them but anyway uh, Emily and I met there and she gave this these most wonderful meditation sessions at the beginning and end of the day which I just fell in love with and I instantly wanted to share her with all of my podcast listeners so that you can reap the benefits of her wonderfulness too so, um, that was a little bit about you, Emily. It's always a bit weird hearing about yourself like that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: weird. really
0: odd. Um, but um, but you've had obviously a really interesting and eclectic career to date. So, just like flesh that out a little bit for us. Tell me a little bit more about mm. your background and what led you to actually founding your business in there. Because obviously, you've worked with all these amazing companies. You've obviously had a successful career what sort of prompted you to want to
1: start learning your you know, learning yeah, creating your own business <laughs> lovely thank you Kate thank you so much um, it is always weird to hear about yourself like that <laughs> really strange but um, thank you and I'm glad you really enjoyed the meditations it was so lovely to meet you all the way back in March and um, and yeah I think you're right I have had a very eclectic career <laughs> uh, over the years but I feel like everything I've done has kind of led me to this point when I look back at all the different careers I've kind of had at uh, all the kind of different pathways that kind of led me here so I guess I'll start at the beginning and I'll try not to waffle on too much but no, my I do it around, a lot <laughs> Okay, perfect. Um, uh, Technically, my background actually is in movement. So I trained way back when as a dancer and performer. And my first love was kind of dance and musical theatre. And I was really kind of, yeah, in love and really passionate about, yeah, like moving my body. I wanted to be, you know, on the West End stage. And I did that for a while. I kind of worked um, after studying, getting my degree as a a dancer and as like a theatre performer. I worked as an actress, actually, for a good few years, as well as working kind of on camera a um, lot doing a lot of commercial work, like commercials, like things like KFC adverts and all that kind of crazy <laughs> stuff. Um, and it was an amazing time, but it was full on um, quite, you know, draining. And at the same time, I kind of started building up a teaching career alongside. Um, I always taught. I kind of taught dance to kids as well as adults, as well as I also did a lot of kind of training and development work. When I was kind of working as an actor, I would um, travel Internationally, and I would uh, I kind of lead personal development workshops, um, which I really enjoyed actually basically helping people to present better and to kind of become more confident so that was kind of all happening at the same time during my twenties. And as well as well as actually I've always been quite a creative person. I was also writing quite a lot. I kind of wrote my own shows and short films, also produced events, as you mentioned, kind of like um, really are very well talented. This
0: is amazing. Yeah, like the, the bit of everything over the years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've always always kind of had that creative streak. And then I got to the point where I was like, I actually really love Teaching, and that's what I want to put my focus into. And then I took a role um, at Move Your Frame, where you mentioned earlier, which is a big kind of um, kind of st- uh, studio in London. They got six studios, and they have um, you know Pilates and dance and fitness. And um, I took on a role there as kind of head of bar and dance, and kind of headed up a massive team of instructors and led a lot of training and development there, kind of teaching all the instructors and that Was a met and also still taught at the same time, so that was up until the pandemic, to be honest. Um, and then oh. I've always had a very yeah, so kind of everything, kind of like most of us, right? Everything yeah. from 2019 has been a, little, a little
0: moment for a lot of people, hasn't it? That
1: yeah, yeah, after, definitely, reassessment
0: of what you want to be doing and, and how you do mm. it,
1: well. yeah completely and so the pandemic hit and then you know I went from teaching across six different studios running all over London um, and I'm from London originally born and bred running all over London you know, getting up at five in the morning and teaching all day and to the point where I finally stopped and I was furloughed for six six months of that first lockdown which I'm actually quite grateful for quite a long time and, um,
0: actually yeah. of time isn't
1: it yeah very long time and I still did a little bit of teaching kind of like for family and friends in that time because I kind of as you can probably can tell from my career I can't really sit still I've been trying well obviously <laughs> now I teach meditation so I you know <laughs> I do like to sit <laughs> I mean, still literally <laughs> yeah literally yeah um so that's been part of my practice is learning how to sit still and you know it's um, not my fault mate, I, I love it to, as you can probably tell like big be... yeah <laughs> So yeah, I love to be creative and have fingers and lots of different pies. But um, I've always been a very spiritual person. I grew up in a very spiritual household. My mum works, amongst many things, like a psychic medium. So that's always been a very big part of my life. And I've been meditating seriously for the last four or five years and been developing my own kind of manifestation practice and wellness practices for a long time. And suddenly I got to the point where I thought, like, I want to really just delve into this a bit deeper. And actually the pandemic allowed me to do that. It's helped me slow down. And yeah. I started kind of just then from there. Thought like then lunar cycle kind of just came out of nowhere. It wasn't really the plan to launch a business, even though I've kind of One's over the years. Are, though, I don't think are they? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I have actually launched amongst you know um, all the other things I've mentioned. I thought I was going to keep this short, but it's not nice. short. No,
0: no, no. Um... it's really interesting to hear. I think it's really helpful for people yeah. that
1: are just beginning their businesses
0: as well to to see how things can kind of come into being in lots of different ways
1: and yeah completely completely yeah I never I kind of I actually in the past also launched like a kids um, dance party business I also launched like in another events company so I think it's made me realize that actually I learned so much from those experiences and I think at heart I am my friends say that you're a hustler at heart really like (laughs) you're meant to be you know a creative you know, when I was at Frame, I was on like a, a full-time salary for a year. And actually, I don't, even though that security was wonderful, in essence, it's not really me, I don't think. So, so yeah, I kind of, Lunar Circle just happened as almost like a hobby. I was like, I got some of my girlfriends together, started doing women's circles, and then launched kind of an Instagram, but just as a hobby. But then after the pandemic, we decided to move, my my partner and I, we moved from London to Bristol. And so something I just, I couldn't, even, can't explain it, Kate. I just had this urge and this calling just to kind of launch everything into it. And then Lunar Cycle was born, basically. <laughs> and right. that leads me to here. Yeah, well, I, I think that's really amazing.
0: And I think it's really interesting because, to hear that, because, I mean, I've done, had a, I've done very, very different um, jobs to you, but it's that similar kind of, um, you know, that I think that like the lockdowns kind of forced me to really reassess what I wanted to be doing and gave me the opportunity to try things that in a normal sort of course of events that maybe I wouldn't have tried. And then, and then the mm-hmm. passion for, for what I was doing, especially like with my photography just sort of really took off. And then like, you know, I was just like, no, hey, this is what I want to be doing. And, I'm, you know, a bit like, yeah, I just kind of threw myself into it really wholeheartedly. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, I think it's really interesting, isn't it? How many people that's kind of happened to that, I think having that space to actually explore something that maybe would have seemed a bit too risky maybe beforehand or not the logical choice perhaps, but having that time Mm. that lockdowns kind of forced us into, to I guess just reflect on everything a little bit and, you know, have actually take that time. And I just don't think there's there's any other instance in life where you really uh, ever sort of gifted that time you know if you want to you have to kind of create it for yourself normally um which many of us don't do because life gets so busy doesn't it and we just do 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 without necessarily really thinking it through or planning it um planning it through so I think I think you know certainly a lot of people that I've spoken to you know I I know so many of my friends in the creative industries have had made massive changes or completely changed you know the the core of what they offer or you know, have started entirely new businesses like you know, like you've done, and you know, I think it's it's really fascinating to me. I would love, I would love, like maybe in like ten years to kind of do like a look back at you know where everybody is, like what they were doing before the pandemic, you know, what yeah. pandemic kind of pushed them into, and whether they sort of stayed with those changes or gone back, or you know, it's it's really yeah. really fascinating kind of evolution of the working practices and you know how we approach Absolutely. our working life. You know, I don't think anybody wants to be in the office five days a week anymore you know I no. can't see that that's a model that ever we're going to return to now that we've had a taste of all this freedom it's yes. of, you know <laughs> it's um yeah it's, I don't think you can kind of people put people back in those boxes again can you in the same way so, no um anyway, no, I, I'm the topic very much as well here
1: but so interesting though I do yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so um so what so so obviously you've had like all these big changes you've got this beautiful beautiful business leaner circle which I absolutely adore um you know so what kind of clients do you work with now and what do they sort of tend to come to you for like what's the kind of drivers for why people might sort mm. of um come to you yeah I I
1: was thinking about I. I guess generally people are just coming to be very stressed. I hate to say it, but people generally come and they're quite like stressed and they're worn down. And actually I find in a way The pandemic obviously gave us a chance to slow down and people kind of were kind of out of sorts during the pandemic. And then in a way, we've been hurtled back into like must be back at the office X amount of times a week. We must be doing this. We must be busy. We must be going to all these weddings, etc. And I feel like people are just quite burnt out. And so a lot of the time I feel like people come to me just because they want some help, kind of fitting some wellness into their schedule they want to help kind of just finding a bit more peace and calm and in a way I think they quite like because I have a mixture of kind of like um clients who come to me just for meditation or come for me for more like the one-on-one readings like you mentioned a lot of the time just by having it in the diary it just helps them stick Mm. you know to some sort of wellness regime yeah so I find that generally that's the kind of um Kind of yeah, I mean, like I think that's <laughs> broadly speaking, that's just most people at the moment, sadly. But um,
0: yeah, but yeah, I, so it's I yeah, think it's really common, isn't it? I think it's been such an emotional roller coaster, hasn't it? And um, mm. that you know, like you say, that kind of thrust back into it in quotes, sort of normal life. Um, mm. and it's quite a big adjustment, I think. You know, and I think actually it was something that we were chatting about wasn't it, um, actually at the the Mm. hub event together was especially with um some children as well, you know, that um that difficulty kind of get getting back into those scenarios where you're in, you know, rooms of big people and certainly I found the um the little wedding hub was like absolutely incredible, but I I strangely had a lot of nerves about going and attending again. It was the first time I'd been in a room with more than the six you know the six mm. people for um you know for mm. two that two years and um and I'm not particularly nervous in those kind of scenarios normally like you know previous to the pandemic I was always giving holding workshops going to events mm. and you know I'm not I wouldn't say that I was um a massive extrovert or anything like that in those kind of scenarios but I didn't mm. find them immensely stressful or um you know anxiety driving whereas I did, I, you know, for that that week leading up to the the hub, yeah. i was like, oh, I'm going to have to go and speak to people, and I have to deliver these little mini, this little these little mini workshops, and i was thinking, can mm. I still do it? You know, can, am, am I still, yeah. you know, can I can I deliver something that's of, you know, the kind of value and quality that I used to mm. because I have not done it in a really long time, and um, I yeah. think that kind of I can, I can really see why. That would drive you to seek out somebody like you to help with those kind of peaks and troughs of stress and anxiety yeah. of returning to, as I say, those, in, you know, in quotes, normal life. I don't know that it's ever going to be normal. in the, You know, I don't think we can ever return mm. the way it was before, I think. It is going to be different, but I think with that comes a lot of anxiety and stress as well, doesn't it? Like not yes. knowing what's going to, what life is going to be like for us in the next year, the next two years, you know, and there's lots of other pressures now, of mm. course, not just, not just the pandemic in the UK, isn't there? But, um, yeah, you know, I, can, I can really see how having somebody that can help you manage that um, would be so valuable. And. Mm.
1: Yes it really is Um, I completely agree I think Um, and so I think you're right it's kind of like yeah either I have people who come to me quite stressed and anxious or people actually you know come to me quite lost to be honest I think maybe they don't quite realise that they're lost but sometimes I feel like it's you know it's helpful to have an event like um, a women's circle and I can explain I can explain a little bit about kind of what that entails I suppose if you like but Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 Yeah. so women a women's circle they're kind of more like kind of my general events that I do kind of like my public events and essentially it's just an evening you know I can do the majority for women but I do them for you know for for all genders um and Generally, they're a chance for people to kind of just relax and reset. And we do meditation, we do kind of journaling exercises, we do a lot of kind of sharing. Which sometimes people can be like, "Oh God, we've got to share," but it's always very kind of guided by me, yes, kind of very short and sweet. Me, like,
0: always gives me massive anxiety. And... <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you I know. know. Even saying. I do. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. It's funny because as soon as you say that, people can tell people like, "Oh gosh," but it's always a very small amount of the of the event. But I always find it so powerful because actually, when you hear often what someone else is going through you it actually makes you realize actually I'm going through something similar or it makes it's you feel better common about
0: experience is a, a, really, yeah. a really 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 powerful thing I think
1: absolutely so and um just sometimes just giving yourself to an hour and a half to sit down and think about how am I feeling today or think about you know what do I want to achieve you know this month or this year it can be really powerful so I think yeah it's a mixture of kind of helping people get through stress and anxiety and also just kind of giving them the space I don't really give them the guidance I just allow people or I hold space for people just Mm -hmm. to discover a little bit more about you know what they want out of life I'd say
0: yeah yeah. it's really lovely to be able to give people you know as a protected opportunity that's you know in that kind of protected space and you know you're not it's like that lack of judgment, isn't it? I think um, mm-hmm. in 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 other scenarios, you're very unwilling to share in that kind of way because it does seem quite like you might be judged for those sort of feelings, mm-hmm. those experiences. So I think that sounds like absolutely fantastic. And I will get you to remind us at the end of the session about your next your next one that you have got coming up. Um, I'll get you just to get to just, just to sort of share those details. But we'll we'll do that. At sure. the end so People can remember and note it all down. Um so right. um so tell so tell me a little bit more about how you know the meditation and also the manifesting kind of you feel like how that can help support um creative business owners and in growing their business, establishing their business and kind of seeing them through those tough times, I guess. Like how how do you see that those kind of practices really help support that well that that entrepreneurial lifestyle?
1: Yeah I mean yeah god they help so much I mean they help me <laughs> no end but they're really like two anchors really manifestation and meditation are two anchors in my life that help me really and I guess I've always felt like I just want to share you know how it's it's helped me and I feel like manifestation has kind of had a bit of a resurgence recently it's become quite trendy I think not that <laughs> I'm on TikTok or anything like that. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's all like out out in the ether a bit more but it's been obviously been around you know for a long time people might have heard of like the book The Secret and things like that but for me manifestation is a self development practice actually it's something that you you know should do or maybe doing without realizing every, every day really and it's really mm-hmm. about kind of building daily rituals like your daily wellness support yourself um working you know through what I call your shadow so like looking at how you talk to yourself kind of watching your thoughts and Um, being aware of you know how you're treating yourself um, and also uh, something called kind of raising your vibration so things like you know doing things that you like that kind of light you up that bring you joy that bring you creative joy and they're kind of the the main things really so often people think manifestation is just you know you wish for something to happen and then magically it will just appear but really what it is yeah yeah, that would be that would be be lovely. That would be lovely, but um, but really, it's just a way of setting kind of actionable steps, in which is obviously very you know akin to you know running a business. So, you know, people, something example, people, something, an example of what people could do is perhaps write down for the month some goals you want to achieve, or maybe for the next you know three months, six months, and actually working out like what you know what's how do I want to get there? What steps do I want to do? You know, for example, um. I don't know, for example, say you wanted to, this is slightly different from business, but say you wanted to manifest, you know, a trip to Paris, instead of just thinking, I want to manifest a trip to Paris, and just waiting it to happen. But mm-hmm. then, for example, you see lots of competitions coming up on Instagram or on the internet of win a trip to Paris. Like, actually, the actionable step is, this is a simple example, obviously, but you would, no, you like know, enter that competition. Yeah. yeah, enter that competition or enter exactly or, you know, I feel like it's 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 um not just kind of up there you know like I said in the ether is actually it's it's actionable steps and it's a nice way to kind of break down what you want out of your business and be really focused
0: yeah no and,
1: I, I, um, I really agree with that yeah.
0: I do a lot of goal setting I I, I guess I've never right. thought about it in terms of manifesting before but yeah I, I do a lot of that kind of actually writing things down and saying what do I actually right. really want out of the next few mm-hmm. or the year and I I think it's um I guess I do like a little bit of journaling as well so I guess it's a little bit right similar to that isn't it um in that yeah you you, if you don't I guess if you for me I find if I don't focus on specifics I just drift Mm -hmm. and I'm yeah I get you get comfortable don't you and you're like oh it's everything is fine but mm. um, I think it's human nature, isn't it, to always want that next step or that next goal? And I'm not saying that it necessarily has to be financial or anything like that. But yeah. you know, thing, things that you actually um, would really love to happen for you, you know, and in terms mm. of, I don't know, like you know, sort of how well respected your business is, how well known it is, and things like that, may, often mean a lot, lot more to me than going, oh, well, I've met my financial goals for that, for that exactly. That
1: yeah (laughs) definitely definitely Mm -hmm. and also I'd see it as like a way of just getting to know yourself just knowing like you know what what you know makes you happy what you know what do you really want like you said actually it might not be financial goals it might be you know hitting a different sort of target you know like x Mm -hmm. amount of you know downloads on your podcast etc so I think it's yeah just just using it and I use it yeah I use it personally just to kind of check in with myself every day so kind of you know back to that daily ritual making sure I move my body every day I journal every day I meditate every day and doing all those things as well as another big pillar of manifestation is visualization the practice that I really like to do is every morning just visualize how I want my day to look you know how I want my day to not only look but also how I want my day to feel mm. you know if I've got a big meeting or a big you know uh project that I'm working on just how I want my day to go and I I honestly Kate I feel like it makes well I know it does <laughs> but makes such a difference to my day when I actually do that and you know there's so much science around the power of visualization you know sports coaches will really train in
0: it. I, I haven't the elite. Really done, I haven't really done any of it myself but I'm, I, I'm really interested in it since you briefly mentioned it I think at the hub and I yeah so yeah. Right, I didn't mean to interrupt you then but I just say I, I, I'm, I'm really yeah. interested in how that can affect the way you feel about your day and the knock on effect of just positivity before you even begin. I think yeah. it's really, really interesting. Yeah. Sorry, I let you go on trying yeah. to interrupt you then, but
1: no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> really
0: okay. and yeah. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: no, not at all, <laughs> not at all, um, a, a really simple practice that, you know, that you or your listeners can to do straight away is just, like I said, either in the morning or say you've got a particular important, like, meeting or a pitch, or just before you go into it, take some nice deep breaths in and out through the nose and just visualise how you want that pitch, for example, to go, like, how do you want to feel in your body when you're delivering, you know, the content, how do you want them to react, and even just that, it just gets your, your, your nervous system in the right frame of mind. And it puts you in that positive, you know, puts puts you in that positive place before you've even walked in the room. So that's a really simple one. Or even before, you know, uh, for your day starts, I also do it before bed, I do it twice a day, I do it in the morning and in the evening. I also, you know, if there's big things I want, you just how I really want my, you know, my business to look in 10 years, I visualize it before I go to sleep. A, it helps you fall asleep quite nicely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, it's quite nice to imagine. I think, obviously, I'm a bit of a dreamer, as you probably can tell. But it's nice to just imagine, like, what that would look like, you know, what, you know, uh, for example, like your business premises might look like in 10 years, like what you'll be doing in your day-to-day. I just find it mm. powerful, but also quite soothing. So I would really advise people just to maybe just start dabbling. I'm going and... <laughs> to start.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a yeah, go. I'm really interested in it. And um, I I've um, I, I really started to realise that... Um, you know I given the opportunity my thoughts do tend to run away with me and I think trying to guide my thoughts mm-hmm. a bit more and also just focus on more positive things um mm-hmm. I think yeah I don't know about most people but I, I think you know you, you get into bed at night and like the first things that come to mind are the things that you've like messed up in the day or like the bad things oh. not the positive things and um, mm-hmm. I'm trying really hard not to do that because they but I don't think it's very healthy just generally but um but also just to kind of try and change my mindset a little bit around reviewing my day so that it's focused on positivity not negativity and um, yeah. I, I really yeah beat myself up. like if I do something stupid or like silly or I haven't managed to do something in quite the way that I envisaged like I, I'm mm. terrible at focusing on that and in some way and sometimes it's good because it drives me to do better next time but I also don't think that it um it's good to kind of frame mistakes in that way and to actually just sort of mm. see them as a part of the learning process and um you know in yeah. uh, when you're working for yourself because you don't always have that kind of sound in boards with people mm. you, you do mm-hmm. tend to kind of probably beat you up yourself up more than any colleague would if they were sitting next to you or you know? Yeah, <laughs> so we are like our own worst colleagues. I think it's like it's like you know going to going to work with like the the worst people that you can <laughs> that you, you never yeah. to work with. You know, and I think um so. I think yeah, just sort of reframing that, and yeah, as I say, focusing on the positives. You know, at the end of the day, oh, not not
1: Definitely, and it's a, a, a few things that kind of that made me think of hearing you say that. But firstly, you're you're not normal. I I I you know I do I do the same, and it's hard because as humans we have this you know negative bias to always focus on the negative. That's why you know it helps us you know helps us back in back in the day to run away from lions and tigers. It helps us to remember that stuff. But it can be really powerful to focus on the positive thoughts and the practice that I like to do before bed is um, a quick journaling exercise I I write down something that I want to let go of from the day so you know you're allowed to have these negative thoughts I always think something I want to let go of something that's you know mm-hmm. annoying me or something I, I messed up and then also things that I'm grateful for and that's that's another thing about manifestation actually just recognizing what went well in your day um and it really can help switch if I finally if you do the negative first and then the positive it really helps you okay. need to do it in the morning as well it's a lovely exercise to do and um yeah it really does help kind of t- turn your day around and it helps you recognize even you can be grateful for like how good your coffee tasted this morning <laughs> or
0: you know or lovely yeah, email you got or, I think they really um yeah they, they, they really affect us though don't don't know especially first thing in the morning for me I find because I'm I'm definitely more mm. uh, alert and I work much much mm. better in the mornings I know not everybody's like that but I am definitely something yeah, afternoon I'm like oh, I'm a bit done with this day now <laughs> which is why yeah, like, Same. Yeah. <laughs> which is why I never tend to do anything important kind of after three o'clock um, mm, um yeah. I know that my focus is kind of gone by then but um yeah actually this like kind of leads me on a bit to asking you really what you know obviously you've given us a little bit of an insight about what you do every day um, using your own practices but what you know, how much time do you spend on these? Like, what is your kind of typical pattern to your day? I mean, I know, we will have different days when we're doing different things. Mm. But are there some like, you know, hard sort of rules that you like this is I have to do this every day or, um, Mm. you you know, how does it kind of work for you?
1: Yeah, I've kind of developed over the time, I've tried different things being quite strict and then being not but like I kind of feel like I've got a quite a good balance now, so I feel like my, you know, I will one thing I'll always try and do before my day actually starts is to prioritise myself, and mm-hmm. sometimes that can take me if I've got a nice slow morning, I can do it. Take it, take can take two hours. Sometimes if I've got a you know an early client, I'll do it. Take do it in ten minutes. But for me, I like to sit and meditate maybe do a little bit of journaling and then maybe like move my body. And that, sometimes that, can, that can literally just be a minute of breathing and then maybe a few stretches or sometimes that can be, you know, a 20 minute meditation, um, and like a full class. But I like to try and it's hard because sometimes you just want to jump on an email or do this, but I try and prioritise that first. And also a walk, I like to walk in nature every day, but that can sometimes come, you know, throughout the day. But I always try and spend the morning, just being quiet asking myself how am I doing today but we ask people all the time how are you doing how are you doing?" we never ask very rarely ask ourselves so ask myself how am I feeling today take some time to breathe or meditate and then maybe move my body a little bit and that just sets me up for the day and mm. you know je- you know my I, my, you know generally my day I'll have you know clients generally I see clients in the morning or around lunchtime so i kind of maybe from like mid mid-morning to lunchtime and then I have the afternoon to kind of work on you know anything that I'm writing on or, you know, any content or kind of writing up client notes or prepping for events. And then, mm. for, like, occasionally, ad hoc, I'll have, like, events in the evening or sometimes I do see one-on-one clients in the evenings. That's kind of my, my day, really. Mm. But I've kind of, I've last year, I've tried to mould my day as much, you know, I don't know about you, but often you think, oh, I'd, you'll take work, take work, take work, and actually, mm. thinking, that's not my ideal day. Why am I doing that? So I've thankfully finally got to a point where I'm like, actually, what does my ideal day look like? And this is it. And I try and fit clients around that, and actually try and mould my week. That's the beauty of being, you know, absolutely. a freelancer. You have to make it work for you, right?
0: Yeah, well, you might be working. Yeah. i might, I'll be working for somebody else again, won't you? And yeah, yeah I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm kind of similar in that. I, you know, I, I absolutely have to get outside every day. Um, I feel yeah. if I don't on the, I, you know, there there are odd few days where I do end up sitting at the computer all day. That's just life sometimes but I I always Mm. feel rubbish afterwards and yeah um, you know I I, I've got got my dog so I don't have a lot of choice I have Mm. to get out because of the dog which is really good because you know I've got a living breathing creature to look after that's you know that requires me to go outside so um but yes I I think I find it um I kind of get that, that that jumble of thoughts out of my head when I'm walking. And then when I do mm. come in and I sit down at the computer, I'm much more focused and I've kind of made all the big decisions in my head about what I'm going to do. And then actually, it actually is really, really quick. Whereas if I don't do that, I then I find that I do a lot of sort of stop-stop kind of things. And mm. I, I end yeah. up maybe procrastinating a little bit. And, you know, mm. I find, mm. I find yeah. that, that and, you know, it's really it's really helpful for me to kind of get that jumble out and I think I make better decisions because I'm not getting up so then straight away sitting at the computer sort of tapping away and I think you know you know because I I am quite a let's just get things done kind of person and it actually makes me Mm. think about things more carefully which I think yeah thing that I recognize in myself that I don't always do so I do need to I think it's really really helped to start having that routine where I do my morning walk and I do my sort of of lunch walk as well um and and I I do find that it just makes me more effective when I'm actually working so I do fewer hours but I work better
1: yes Um, yes something I've realized recently is actually don't have to and that's the thing I once upon a time I should try and do like a proper nine to five like, well I'm self-employed but I'm gonna try and do a nine to five I don't know why why was I doing that <laughs> actually I'm the same if I have like, yesterday for example I was like I knew I had to get two things I had to write this article and I also had to prep something else and I thought I've got the afternoon I've got actually I can actually just try and focus for two hours I took myself out of the house which actually also helps I find that actually if I mm-hmm. go to a cafe it helps me work better and I literally managed to, you know, bash it out in two hours. Yeah. And actually it doesn't have to be that's the beauty of being self employed. We can you know actually it feels sometimes I feel guilty for doing less hours but actually you're just working in a, in a different way right
0: absolutely I think it's just about finding the right routine for you I mean I, I've spoken about this on my, I think it was my podcast or my blog post now but I've spoken about routine mm. before and the points of finding your own routine that works best for you not trying to mm. do horn yourself into somebody else's perception of how many hours you should be working when you should be working them obviously there's like life things like you know i got to do the school runs at certain times every day and things like that but um but you know effectively I've only got myself to blame if I'm doing things at times when I don't want to be doing them (laughs) (laughs) um like I think I've really realized at the moment that you know actually no I'm going to protect my walk times I'm going to protect those times and say and say I'm no I'm not going to take client calls then or I'm not going to do client work then Mm. I need that to be able to be effective for my clients to be you know to be there for them so yeah I think it's it, you can go around in circles in your head a little bit with it but I think yeah creating a routine that works and also I do the do you know uh, are, you, are you a Julia Cameron fan with the artist's way because oh yes yes yeah I was in conversation with this actually funny enough in the I think it was in the Facebook group uh, in my Facebook group um I was saying about the artist dates you know where you create that time mm. to be creative and yeah, uh, when I read that book, it was like a massive light bulb moment for me. And it was a long time ago that I read it. I think it was long before mm. I actually had my own business, funnily enough. But um, it's really stayed with me that creating that special time that you protect and that, you know, mm. you only do. So like every day on a Friday, I make sure that I have um, at least two hours of creative time that's just protected. Lovely. Sometimes it's like for the business. Sometimes it's like learning a new skill or technique maybe with my camera or um but of, like often it's just doing something for me that's not at all business related and it seems mm. quite indulgent when you're doing it on what is technically a work day. Um yeah, but, yeah. Um but you know what I it's made such a massive difference to my creativity and how I channel it. And I used to find it really hard to kind of do creative things when I wasn't feeling in the zone. Does that if that makes mm. sense? Um, yeah. Completely, completely. But i found that since I make sure that I do it almost like it's a task to tick off, and I know that sounds like counterintuitive, like being creative. No, not at all, um, not at all. Since I protect that time now, that actually I find that I don't have to kind of specifically be in that mindset to be able to create anymore, that actually I can kind of tap into that a lot more quickly and easily than I did before I started to have that
1: blocked Mm. out time.
0: And it's really interesting yeah. that, like, the way your mind kind of creates these constructs for these things. But, um, and I know it doesn't necessarily work for everyone, but it's really worked for me anyway, having that that protective time around just doing things the that. creative joy of it. Um, yeah,
1: I'm going to do that, Kate. I'm going to put that yeah, in my diary. I'm going to do it occasionally, but I'm going to start yeah. doing it every week because I think it's so important.
0: So important. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love that. Moment. Yeah, and like, sometimes I like paint or draw sometimes I you know I sometimes get the camera out um sometimes I just go for a walk somewhere that I haven't been before or lovely um, you
1: know
0: just something it doesn't have to be anything kind of particularly wild or exciting but just yeah lovely you know just feeding into that kind of creative part of you I think it's really important oh
1: I love that mm. it's beautiful yeah okay right I'm putting that in the diary <laughs> great thank you for that <laughs> oh,
0: lovely um so um, yeah, so I think I'm going to kind of, kind of coming towards the end of some of my questions, but um, I guess you know I, what I'd really like to know is like where do you feel like the, some of the biggest hurdles with entrepreneurs? I mean, we spoke about about few about sort of self-sabotaging a lot of the time, isn't it, and things like that. Mm. Uh, but what what do you feel like some of like the manifestation or the meditation practices? Like, what are some of the biggest sort of hurdles do you feel like those can address for people I guess it's just because like obviously I think a lot of my listeners are like struggling with lots of different things but I mm. guess a lot of commonalities with certainly creative personalities I guess that mm. often yeah. come up and how how would you kind of approach
1: that yeah so I guess Quite a lot, really. I think we mentioned the stress and anxiety earlier, obviously, you know, any meditative yeah. um, action you can do will help, you know, really bring that down. But also just making decisions. It's so hard, you know, you know, when you're working for yourself to kind of not have someone always to bounce off of, but, you know, b- and bounce back, you know, bounce back ideas. So I think it really helps just to kind of, manifestation in particular and meditation it's a chance to kind of just tune in all the time like what do I want what do I need you know what's important Mm -hmm. to me it's helping you to make decisions and tune into that kind of intuitive voice and also like as you mentioned earlier you know sometimes we can be our own worst colleagues and it and it really encourages you to just to be it sounds a bit cringy but to be kinder to yourself you know and actually mm-hmm. like an exercise that I do every friday actually is kind of write down my my work achievements from the week you know almost like That's in like, really almost like you know a manager would do yeah and it really helps you yeah. should can look take back at that and be like yeah it, honestly it's such a lovely practice that I've kind of I've really enjoyed it and that's what that's part of manifestation it's like actually recognizing what you've done well and kind of um you know patting yourself on the back I even give myself like three month reviews Kate <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you yeah, actually do.
1: yeah yeah, I, know I actually do. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I put it in the I put it in the diary, and it really helped. Me like, right, what hasn't worked? What has worked? What do I want to achieve? So I think it's mm-hmm. it's a mixture of like the stress and anxiety, making decisions, and like and getting to know yourself better and what you want, and also just mm-hmm. you know learning to sing your own praises. And um I think they're all quite important things. You know, when you're going out, it's tough. It's tough being. You know a creative in this world it's tough being yeah. you know you're you're you know head of your own business so hopefully and I know it from you know from my clients so far that it does they, they all really help so even just a little sprinkling of them in your day I think will really just really really anchors, good advice anchors you yeah. yeah
0: really good advice thanks so much Emily so um, I think what we're going to move into now um, is that you very kindly agreed to give a little meditation exercise now. Mm. Um, all yeah. it's going to be so great because it's on the podcast. You can go back and listen to it every time you need a bit of Emily magic in your life. So, um, <laughs> so I think I will, yeah. I'm going to hand over to you, and I'll I will promise I'll be quiet, despite my okay, okay. my back, my, my terrible. I can't sit still, and I'm going to I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it with you. Um, so um, I'm going to hand over to you to do that. And then at the end, uh, we'll just uh, give a little bit of a recap about how you can find out about all of Emily's amazing offerings and services. Um, but I think we're just going to enjoy, enjoy a little meditation
1: right now. So lovely. Thank you, Kate. So this is a lovely practice just to invite a little bit more inner peace and inner calm. And what I really advise is just making sure you're in a really comfortable seat. You can sit upright in a chair, or if you feel cold, you've got a space you can lie down, you can get into bed, or lay on the sofa, whatever you feel cool to do. Um, And as Kate mentioned, it's great that it's on the podcast. You can revisit this meditation at any time that you feel like you need a little bit more peace and quiet in your life. Okay, so making sure you find that comfortable seat and you're laying down, resting your hand either on your lap or by your sides. Relaxing your shoulders, relaxing your arms, and you can either just soften your gaze or close down your eyes. And all I'd like you to do to begin, everyone, is just start to notice your breath. So without, you know, focusing your breath or thinking you have to come into, like, you know, a meditation breath, just just start to focus on your breath as it comes in and as it comes out. And... You may find as we go through the start of this meditation or throughout that your, you know, your brain might be quite busy and you might be thinking about various things, but that's okay. Kind of the beauty and the the joy of meditation is just actually allowing those thoughts. Often we think we need to quieten the thoughts and obviously that's a part of meditation, but really it's a chance to just observe the thoughts and realise, you know, how busy the mind is or, you know what thoughts are coming in and out. So if you find a thought comes in, just see if you can notice it and then just bring your focus gently but firmly back to the breath. Okay, so we're gonna start to deepen the breath now. So I want you to breathe in and out through the nose. And see if you can start to just lengthen your exhales and lengthen the out breath. And just notice already the shift that that creates just lengthening the exhale breath so we're inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose and as you breathe in and out just if you can and it might feel quite a new practice just notice how you feel notice whatever sensations maybe feelings are in the body notice any kind of emotions that you're experiencing and everything that you're experiencing is okay, is valid. So there might be a lot or a little going on for you. So just notice, take this moment as a chance to check in with how you're feeling today. Still breathing nice and deeply in through the nose and out through the nose. Good. Of staying here for a little bit longer. All right, let's take a nice deep breath in together through the nose, holding at the top. So inhale. Just hold the breath here for three, two, one. Breathe out through the mouth, let it go. (sighs) Nice and long. Two more like this, inhaling through the nose. Holding for three two, one, exhaling out through the mouth, letting go whatever came up. One more time, inhaling. Holding for one, two, three, and exhaling, let it go. And now just bring your breath back to coming in and out through the nose. Nice and deeply. And what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a brief body scan and we're gonna start from the feet and make our way all the way up to the top of the head. And just continue to breathe nice and deeply in through the nose and out through the nose. And all I'm going to ask you to do, everyone, is when I name a body part, just take your focus there. So just take your focus into that body part. And when we allow our focus to drift into the body, it allows that part of the body to relax and to soften. So continuing to breathe really nice and deeply. Take your focus now down into your feet. Take your focus down into your feet. And from there, taking your focus to your ankles, to your calves, the back of your calves, to your shins, to your knees, the back of your knees, to your thighs. Underneath your thighs are your hamstrings, your hips, your glutes. So the whole of your lower half now should hopefully start to feel a little bit softer, a little bit more relaxed, maybe a little bit heavy too. Continuing to breathe nice and deeply in and out. Taking your focus now to your belly, to your chest. Let's take it up to the shoulders, taking your focus to your back. So it's feeling into your back, all the way down to your kind of the bottom of your spine and back to your hips. Now taking your focus back to your shoulders, your upper arms, your elbows, the lower arms, the wrists, the hands. So pretty much your whole lower body now should feel A little bit softer. Taking your focus back up to your neck now, the front and back of your neck, your jaw, your face or your cheeks, the area between your eyebrows, your eyebrows themselves, the eyes, the eye sockets, the forehead and the very top of the head. So we've brought our focus into the body and hopefully the mind has become a little bit quieter as a result and we're going to finish with those three deep breaths that we did just a moment ago so when you're already taking a deep breath in through the nose holding three two one exhaling out through the mouth relax the jaw Two more here, inhaling. Hold three, two, one, exhaling, let it go. Last one here, breathing in. Holding three, two, one, exhaling, let it go. Good. And just bring the breath back to your normal pace, normal rhythm. And we're going to slowly start to come back into the room. So you might want to maybe give your hands and feet a little wiggle, maybe roll the shoulders back and down, maybe even a stretch of the arms above your head, maybe a little rock of the head side to side, whatever you feel called to do. And when you're ready, you can just come back into the room and open the eyes. Okay. That was wonderful. Thank you, Emily. How, how are you feeling, that,
0: Kate? I'm good. Do you know what's really nice? Because um, you know, we're we're coming to the end, and um, I'm going to go and do what I said in you know, my little artist creative
1: time, and that has put me Lovely. totally in the right kind of frame of mind for that. Thank you. Good. You're so welcome. It always amazes me how simple it is just to breathe and bring focus to the body. How? different if you feel like it's really you know I really encourage people to notice now how do you feel now compared to how you felt at the start of that meditation
0: I can definitely feel that my you know my pulse rate is down and I just yeah because I think I had quite I had a bit of nervousness about doing my first interviewing Mm. podcast and yeah that's just really helped just kind of you know bring that out I, I know that I just feel a little bit less that anxiety about it has just dissipated a bit and yeah it's been really thank you it's really valuable so thank you for that you're so Um, welcome so thank you so much that was the perfect end to our chat um I just wanted to recap and just remind people that you've got your next full moon circle coming up on the Mm -hmm. 14th of July just remind everybody the details
1: of that one for me yes So that's um, a lovely full moon cycle, the 14th of July, at the Mount Without in Bristol, in central Bristol. And it's an evening of meditation, journaling, just rest and relaxation and it's an hour and a half it's from 7 30 um and you can find that you can book it through my website um through my website so i'll give you the details of those in a bit um yeah so that's great i've also got a course actually as well starting in september it's an online course called up level and it's basically helping people to release um any blocks that they've got with their manifestation work and it includes like one-on-one sessions with me how-to videos um, and practices that can last you for a lifetime so that's starting in September so awesome. all the details for that are on my website as well okay fantastic. yeah and just remind us what your website is and where we can find you on the web generally your socials yeah so um you can find me at uh thelunacircle.com and lunas is l-u-n-a circle.com and then my instagram is wellness. fantastic yeah.
0: thanks, thanks Emily I'll put all of that in the show notes so you can um click on links to those but yes do do go and follow emily on instagram because she gives some fantastic stuff on there as well um always really beautiful to look at as well as as really really valuable content so go and do that so yeah i'm gonna i'm going to leave it there thank you so much emily i really really appreciate you taking your time um to come talk to me today and i just know that um all the listeners are going to find everything that you've Spoke about today really, really valuable and lots of food for thought for me as well. So thank you for that. I feel like I've had a little one-on-one um, one personal session almost today. I'm going to go try all these right.
1: things. <laughs> so, anyway. thank oh, thank you, you
0: so much. Thank, oh, you. thank you
1: for having me, Kay. It's been lovely. Thank you. Take care.